Hello, everyone. Welcome to the midsummer episode of the Bench Boys podcast. Uh, today, it's myself, Tyler, and Jared, and uh, Mr. Producer Brett might join us eventually when all is settled. Uh, yeah. How's it going, Jared? Good, buddy. How about yourself? It's been a while. Yeah, no doubt. Enjoying summer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been good. So, uh, on today's episode, I'm thinking we're going to break down kind of everybody's July and a bit of August here, all the Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to touch on the RFAs as a group because it's a pretty Still common some... theme across all of them. So we might as well just talk about them all at once. Yeah, fair enough. And then, yeah, maybe touch on some American teams and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So shall we start on the West Coast and talk about the Canucks and their adventures? I mean, we kind of talked about JT Miller last episode and Myers and stuff, which they're not so fresh anymore, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, they're still moves that they made, which may or may not be any good. Yeah, time will tell. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I guess one of the newer-ish ones that happened, I don't know, it was maybe less than a week after that was Michael Ferlin signing there. Right, right. I forgot about that. So that, that was a big signing by them. Four years of Michael Ferkland. Which, yeah, is pretty funny because, you know, the Kevin Bieksa and he, Calgary Flames, yeah. Vancouver Canucks uh, rivalry stuff. Yeah, for sure. But it's still another weird one, kind of similar to the Louis Erickson signing back a couple of years ago when they made that one, where it's just like, why? I, I understand, like, Michael Ferland is a fair player and like he's a fine player Mm -hmm. but four years and he's also got no move clause for two and then modified for two of course because why not (laughs) but he's making more on that contract than he's gonna make at like up until this point in his career yeah which is awesome for him like i'm not good for him good for michael that is a great deal yeah he got a good contract Worked hard for it. Had to uh, switch teams and switching again. But it's it's just another one of those where it's... I don't really see necessarily how it fits. Yeah. Um, you know, at least he's, you know, he'll be a decent part of that core. Right. He's only going to be like... He's only going to be 31, 32 when it's over. So it's not like... It's not like he's not going to be worth 3.5, but... 3.5 is a pretty good chunk of change. It's still a pretty good chunk, but like I guess like he did play top line at times with Carolina. I guess you he could even say at times with Calgary the Flames. Too, yeah. Um he's a big boy. He's um, a he's a poor man's Tom Wilson probably. Yeah, I think right? he probably got more points than Wilson. Uh, last maybe? year, maybe, but that's only because he had a shortened season. I don't think. Yeah. Who I think knows? Wilson's probably. I mean, Furlan's career high is 41 points. He had 40 with Hurricane, the Hurricanes last year. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think you'd rather have Tom Wilson. Yeah. I mean, that's why Tom Wilson gets paid more, too, I think. But I guess Tom Wilson. Actually, Tom Wilson had 40 last year. Which is his career high, too. Mm-hmm. So, 
pretty comparable, I guess. 40 in 63 games is not bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> With a 10, 12 game suspension? <laughs> Classic. Classic Tom Wilson. Keep that right. out of here, Tom, this year. <laughs> uh, don't expect that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I Furland might be a little more offensive. You're probably right. But the I don't know. I feel like Furland plays more of a... He he got the freebies, I feel like. Especially, like, Calgary, too, playing on the first line. Like, I don't... I never thought he was a first-line winger. Yeah. When he was here, ever. Yeah. He I probably think, fits better on the second line. I don't think either. Right? Or so, even a third, realistically. So, three and a half. I guess three and a half's probably fine. Yeah. The problem is, if you want the Michael Furland that rubbed the Vancouver Canucks the wrong way, that's probably not going to happen again. It hasn't since. Yeah, well, yeah. He hasn't been the same kind of... He hasn't had that kind of energy. Ever. Like, not one, not one like, seven-game stretch since. Yeah. Right? So, it's... It's, it's, it's like tough. he toned it down to try and focus on his skills more or something. Maybe. I don't know. But, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think he'll be playing top line there. So, you, know, you never know, I guess, but... No. I wouldn't... I wouldn't think he would start there. I anyway. mean, he could end up there actually. Yeah. Cause, well, you're probably gonna have obviously Pedersen. Uh, Pedersen's in the middle, and then you got J.T. Miller. I would assume is there. And then I mean, Furlan could be there. Yeah, actually, I guess it kind of depends what kind of. They mix. don't have a whole lot of right wing talent. Like. Legit right wing talent. Louis Erickson, JT Miller is all three. In th- that's what it says. Uh, Furland, and then Jake Vertanen is a right winger. Oh, yeah, Vertanen. Oh, and Brock Besser. But, yeah, Besser. Uh, they still have to sign him. Again, we'll get there later. <clears throat> but, Which, yeah. Right? So, I mean, Furland might be a good fit. I hope he's good there for mm-hmm. his sake. Yeah. As a Flames fan, not so much, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I never had. I'll never have a problem with Furland. Really. No, exactly. And that. it's not like he chose to leave anyway. So yeah, exactly. The Flames traded him away. Yeah. And Flames did pretty good in that trade. If yeah, I yeah. Do you recall? Yeah, I'll take. I'll. I like it still. So <laughs> worked out pretty good last year. You know, got a or uh, what's his name? Jeez, uh, Lindholm. Got, yeah, got quite a few more points than but, Furland. <laughs> like I mean, it kind of. It kind of goes with what the Canucks have been doing this summer with Tanner Pearson and um, Jay Beagle. Mm-hmm. Is getting the tougher aspect of the game, but it's just Tanner Pearson, 3.75. Michael Verlin, 3.5. Jay Beagle, 3. It's like, man, that is... It's a big chunk for those players. Because, like, those are your... Um, obviously, we just said Michael Verlin's probably a 2 probably like ideally a two like second liner yeah yeah but those three guys are pretty much the makings of a third line mm-hmm. that'd be a pretty that's a pretty good yeah third except line. it's 10 million dollars which at the same token i guess you could say that they don't really have anybody that's huh i guess we'll see with besser but like no one's commanding too much of a salary at the moment well, except louis erickson <laughs> <laughs> Is it, yeah, but this is the thing. This is true. the thing. You can't 
you can't go into it going, well, they, they have money to burn. Yeah. Because then you get into these issues, right? Yeah, Elias Pedersen years down the road. Elias Pedersen needs a deal while you're still paying Jay Beagle and mm-hmm. Antoine Roussel and Michael Furland, right? Like mm-hmm. these contracts are still there. I mean, when Pedersen's up, they don't have uh, Brandon Sutter and they don't have Tanner Pearson on the on the books anymore. But you still have some of these contracts you just signed. Yeah. On the books when Pedersen comes up and it's gonna get tight. And that's going to be a big contract. Oh. <laughs> if That'll he be does, one of the uh, top end contracts. If he does anything like he did this year, that Which is you could only think going to be outrageous. He's on a player I see having a having a sophomore slump, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, like you know it. <laughs> that was just a glimpse last year, and it was a consistent, consistent season oh, man. for him. There's too. a reason he got that. And he went year. he went through some adversity in that year too. Like he got injured a bit. So got body slammed. Yeah, yeah, the body slam. <laughs> right. I kind of forgot actually about it. It's like, how did he get injured again in my head? Oh, Madison, right. right. <laughs> ah, choke slam. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. It's all yeah, we had game. a few, uh, a slight <laughs> argument about that one. Just the Wii. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I mean, is Vancouver going to be better this year? I think that's just about a guarantee. Well, yeah, you'd think that over the course of the next few years, they're just going to get better and better. Are they going to fight for a playoff spot? Maybe not. Maybe they got kind of up there this year. I'd say well, they're we'll see. Or last seven, year. eight, nine, ten. Yeah, in the in the West, probably somewhere in there. That's what I would put them at. Yeah, they might might be able to fight for a wild card. You never know. Obviously, depends on goaltending. Depends on defense. Depends on injuries. Naturally, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot they all added Oscar Fantenberg. Right. Mm, yeah. Right. Know a lot about him here, you know, since he did such a fine job. He was. Uh, I didn't really see him very much, but from what I see, he's like a. He's a. He's serviceable six, I think. and he's not bad. I would much prefer Oscar Fantenberg than uh, Martin Marinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I I forgot that he signed there too. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. And then, I'm pretty well, excited kind of to see Demko this year, because mm. he'll definitely be their number two. Yeah, and he's he got hurt a bit last year, so yeah, he didn't get a chance. To... He's definitely he's definitely got the tools in the toolbox to be a possible future NHLer. Mm-hmm. So nice, I'm excited. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't really done uh, anything else really important. No. So yeah. Good luck, good luck to you, Canucks. Um, let's move east to Alberta. Might as well Alberta. touch on both teams since uh, they made <laughs> probably the the biggest, most ridiculous splash of July. Just and one of the most interesting things you'll see this year. Uh, Edmonton traded Milan Lucic to the Flames for James Neal and a conditional second-round pick. Yeah. Probably one of the most interesting conditions I've seen on a pick. <laughs> Seriously. Ever. Uh, let me get the correct terminology here. Um, <laughs> uh, where is it? Shit, it's farther than I thought. There's been a lot of like minor trades in here. Yeah. Uh, Milan Lucic... 
uh, sorry, the pick is transferred. The oh, sorry, it's a third round pick, not right. a second round pick, which is crazy. It should. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, pick is transferred if James Neal scores twenty one goals and Milan Lucic scores ten or fewer than Neal in the 2019-2020 season. Yeah. I hope that this kind of condition gets sticks around and gets used a lot more. <laughs> yeah. If this player is way better than the shitty player that we traded you, <laughs> yeah. uh, you owe us some. Yeah, you owe us, you owe us something. It's almost like the future considerations yeah. trade where the future considerations is legitimately like written out on something. Like, I mean, obviously all conditional picks are like this, but it's like that this screams future considerations. Like, right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what can we get somehow? That's more. What what makes this slightly better than a bag of pucks? Because <laughs> oh, right now and, it's a pylon for a bag of pucks. Edmonton also retained twelve and a half percent of Milan Lucic, so seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Which helps, you know, anything the, we anything the Flames could get. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think my view on this trade has changed in the last three weeks. Yeah. I still don't like it from the Flames side. Oh, I, yeah. Just because, like, okay. Let's not name recognition aside. James Neal had a shitty year. Milan Lucic, Milan Lucic has a shitty year. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Like yeah. it's all it's shit. But do you not feel that James Neal could have rebounded this year in, in Calgary? Like from what I've heard, a lot of people say, you know, well there wasn't really room in Calgary for James Neal because you know blah 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 blah. You know this like he wasn't going to play in their top two. That's all well and good, like it, but yeah. you have a lot of room for a player that's putting pucks in there. If all of a sudden he starts shooting at 12 or 15% for whatever reason, and he's got five goals in the first two weeks of the season... It's really not out of the question. It's not out of the question he moves up the lineup. It's not. No. This is the NHL. This <gasps> is a league where if you don't produce, you get moved down the lineup. It doesn't just all of a sudden mean you're down on the fourth line forever. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, that, that's the biggest issue I think I have, too, is that I have a lot more faith in Neil rebounding than I do with Lucic rebounding. 100%. And plus, if both of them rebound, who's more valuable? Well, so this go this is where I laugh at the third-round pick condition, right? Like, <laughs> if James Neal does score 21 goals, yeah, he is absolutely worth more than a third-round conditional pick. Yeah. And... If you want to say, well, you know, the whole point of it to trade is the gamble. This is a conditional pick. There is no gamble. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't go that way. Yeah. If James Neal was a 21 goal scorer, he is not worth Milan Lucic in a third round pick. He's yeah. not. Yeah. And if he's, le- is, is he, as, as a 20 goal scorer in theory, right? In theory, Neal scores 20 goals. This pick doesn't get transferred. Yeah. Is he worth Milan Lucic? No. Obviously, James Neal may score 10 or 7 or 5. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, maybe there is no blip that goes back up. Maybe it is just a straight down drop in his production. Maybe he is just awful all of a sudden. Which you never know. Then he is worth Milan Lucic straight up. Yeah. But I don't think, like, this condition is not, oh, it's a third round pick regardless. It's nothing or a third round pick. Like, yeah. You're telling me Trelevin couldn't have got a second? 
I just that's where I don't I just I just don't see this trade make any sense because the Flames, even if you want to go one step further, where we I think we've kind of gone with buyouts before. I think we oh, kind of right. touched on the buyout at the our la, on our last episode at the end of yeah, the draft or regards, at the end of free agency. Yeah, regards to Milan everything. Lucic contract is a bitch to buy out. It's it like doesn't do it doesn't do anything for your team to buy him out. Yeah. So Unless now the you're Flames, a team that's not spending the money. Flames just signed up to finish paying Milan Lucic till the end of his career. Or, well, yeah, the end of his career because he ain't signing anywhere. <laughs> Unless he has a hell of a comeback, yeah. <laughs> Contract here. Oh man, fifteen goals all of a sudden. Yep. Um, but they basically just signed up to have Milan Lucic on the team or in the press box till the end of this deal. Where James Neal, if he had a shitty, if if James Neal had another shitty year next year, they could have bought him out and saved themselves some money. Yeah. Edmonton is very well going to do that if James Neal sucks this year. Oh yeah. For right, sure. just add him to the list with Sekera. Like, just might as well buy him out too, right? Like, I just don't understand what Trelevin was thinking. Like, twelve and a half percent. Yeah, where's the appeal? It just as well. Neither it's just like he's shown not a thing that is desirable in the last like there two seasons. Has not been a single silver lining. Yeah, like who who's on... like in the league is like oh man. Have you been watching Milan Lucic you know tearing that, it up? That one guy we could have got at the deadline that could have pushed us over the edge, Milan Lucic. Milan. Like, no. Right, and I'm not saying that either one of these teams is going to really change the dynamic of the team. And yeah. it's the same thing too, right? Like, Just because James Neal gets 21 goals this year with the Oilers on McDavid's wing, potentially, or Dreisaitl's wing or something, mm-hmm. does not mean he was going to do that in Calgary. 100%. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, I will 100% give you that. But at the same time, why rush? Exactly. Well, that's the is thing. this deal not there in the summer of 10, 2020? Well, and yeah, that's the thing. And why are you so adamant about adding Lucic over Neil? Like, I get maybe they're looking for some more grit. We got rid but, of they got rid of Hathaway. But Jared, Hathaway. did you not see how Colorado just skated around us and we didn't have any toughness to stop it? Yeah, Milan Lucic is a pylon. Yeah, like, do you think Milan can keep up to fucking McKinnon? <laughs> Milan Lucic would have been like, bye. Like, he would have been sitting on the bench. There's no way he would have been out there with those games. Like, that was way I too high I don't even think pace. Milan Lucic could have skated with their third line. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they had a good third right, line like that, last year. But that's what happened, right? The Flames yeah. seem to be overreacting to what happened against Colorado. Yeah. And yes, did they need to get a little tougher? Probably. It's fair, and that he does help in that regard. He does. Sure, but the only the only offensive upside, which maybe again you don't need offense necessarily on the like you you may be able to get Milan Lucic to produce something for you other than points, which I get. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, this like these tiny ass bonuses that you get from Milan Lucic over James Neal, they just don't make any sense. Like it's Yeah. It's like, oh, could he be productive in front of the net on a power play? Maybe. Could he bash some people up and like, you know, protect some players? Maybe. But is that gonna change the outcome of a series in the playoffs? Probably not. I don't see not one Milan. guy like that. Like Yeah. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, obviously it's kind of the same thing, right? Like 
you're not just going to get um you're not going to get a one player that turns your whole team outlook around. I get it. So it's like you get Lucic, you get this guy, you get that guy, you get this guy. And then maybe it does turn the team kind of the way Vancouver did it, like we just said, right? Yeah. Michael Furlan, Jay Beagle, uh, Tanner Pearson, right? Like maybe maybe that is the case. You get a bunch of them. But the Flames didn't get a bunch of them. They got one guy. Yeah. So I just... It's such an interesting move. And (laughs) it's... Honestly, this could be a very kind of crucial trade in regards to tree living and his job man when this <laughs> trade happened it's like is this one for one if this is one for one that's fireball fence like like oh man I, I, we said it in our yeah. group chat it was like, it's like oh my god what's if, happening if this is a one for one trade traveling is in serious jeopardy here well like that's because it's it means a lot like the everything around it like the salary and everything like that's well, a lot right just like what i said right just just because you have the money to do it and they don't have the money to do it, right? But at the same time, right? Like, James Neal was 5.75. They got Milan Lucic for 5.25. So they technically mm-hmm. saved half a million dollars. So they did technically save a little bit of money, but the money was, we'll call it a wash for the most part. Pretty much. So, like, I'm not saying that they just spent money. Like, they didn't just spend a new 6 million or 5.25 million. But what they did do is take the buyout off the table. They put some, uh, slap some handcuffs on their wrists and... And Trelleving doesn't do that outside of free agency. Right? I know that's the weird thing about it because Moat, well, I'll, pretty much every trade that he's made, I've been like, okay, I, I see that. that okay. Let's Generally see. speaking, And most of them see... have been decently turned out, you know? Like the whole kind of Hamilton flip over and everything was kind of like, uh, but you know, you can't really avoid that. Yeah, and then it, all, all of a sudden the deal works out, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then in in the end, that deal, exactly. That whole but shit ended up pretty That deal, good. you're looking at it, and you're like, I can see how this can work out. Exactly, and then... This one, there is no way that I see the... Like, is there a chance that Milan Lucic scores 21 and James Neal scores 10? No. <laughs> Maybe in bizarro world. Right? I don't like, even know. There is... If Lucic scores 21 goals, I'll buy a damn Lucic jersey. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I will buy I, a Lucic jersey. I kind of hope this happens because that would be hilarious. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah. And this just so happened to be the day, or was it the same day? So that's pretty much all the Oilers did. That's pretty much what we're going to Yeah, that's basically all the Oilers did. The Oilers yeah. have done shit all this summer except yeah. buy Sekiro and... Nothing. Like, since July 1st, there's been nothing. Yeah. Uh, That was the same day or the day before? No, day after that the arena deal happened or it got announced? That got announced. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty damn within, close. It was in the same week anyway. Yeah, like, it was right close. So, yeah. again, for those that don't really know or have been living under rock, the Flames and their oldest ball saddle dome... <laughs> Are finally getting a new arena. Woo! Uh, only took about two years of negotiation. With, Actually, it was uh, five. With, oh, yeah, sorry. Two years since the talks stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Flames and the City are going to split 50-50 on an arena. And pretty stoked. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. Well, compared to the... Well, I think compared to the Oilers arena deal... 
it is an absolute home run for the city. And they're spending more on it. It's like, they're spending, ooh. yeah, they're spending like $50, 50 million dollars. One up in New Edmonton. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> I was, the city, so obviously this is probably city propaganda, uh, slightly, but the city was showing some stats, uh, of the Oilers arena versus the new Victoria park event center mm-hmm. and brought up like the amount that was spent by Daryl Cates in Edmonton. <laughs> And it is ridiculous. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, basically, upfront costs for the Oilers group, basically Daryl Case and the rest of them, uh, was minimal. Very minimal. Yeah. Um. Where is it? I swear it was at the top. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh in in Edmonton, Rogers Place was built for four hundred and eighty three point five million. The Cates group only contributed hundred and thirty two point five million. Mm-hmm. But hundred and twelve point eight million of that is going to be contributed by the Cates group as rent over thirty five years. So it's not even upfront money. It's over 35 years. It's just slowly going into the city of Edmonton. Well, the city of Edmonton has to fund that and has to either get a loan or whatever and pay the interest on that money. And the remaining $19.7 million was paid in cash. As far as un- is understood in Calgary, the Flames, or the, uh, what are they called? CSCC's Calgary Sports Cor- and Entertainment yeah. Corporation. Corporation. I think yeah, probably they are funding this in a $275 million check to the city or to the fund, I guess you want to call it. And the city is putting in their own $275 million check and everybody walks away happy mm-hmm. in theory. And, uh, recently in this city, there's been multiple big, big, big projects that have gone in under budget or right on budget, which is crazy in construction. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty confident in this number. Yeah. They just built a $250 million library pretty close to where this arena is going to be that was under budget. So it's just, that's probably going to be pretty damn close to the number, which is crazy. It's crazy to think that that's 50-50 and that's how the 50-50 is coming. Because in Edmonton, it's kind of like one-third, 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 and one-third of that's ticket tax. So the city is basically funding the whole project and then just slowly getting money back in like revenue or ticket revenue and rent. Yeah. Whereas the city, like Calgary, there is also going to be a ticket tax, but that ticket tax is going straight to the flames po- or the, the city's pocket. So this they're projecting $155 million of that is just going straight back into the city's pocket. So now all of a sudden that 275 is like 120. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Edmonton's deal opposite. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's kind <laughs> right? of true. So, it's absolutely crazy. To me, it seems like not a home run for the city. And yeah, I'm happy when that it comes it, to the hockey world. It's, I'm happy uh, that it got voted through. Yeah. 
I mean, we can argue the economics of all this shit till the cows come home, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. go to school for that. And this isn't a political podcast. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> not a political podcast. But for morale in the city, I yeah. clearly the three, four, five, six, seven of us that have been on this podcast are hockey nuts. Yeah. If there was not a NHL hockey team in the city, I would lose my mind. I can't. I can't see myself not living in a city with an NHL team anymore. I would have a trouble. Yeah, it, it would be. It would be brutal. <laughs> so, as the city of Calgaryan, that's really city of Calgaryan. <laughs> as a Calgaryan, I'm super jacked. I will. Hell yeah. The other but... thing. The other thing that drives me nuts, and it drove me nuts when this all happened. So. For those that don't live here, there's a $60 million budget cut in Calgary. And people are losing their minds that the city is then going to jump into this $275 million agreement with the Flames. I don't know if people do math very good, but $275 million over the expected... 35 years? 35-year life of this building. Well, 35-plus year, but 35 minimum yeah. year life of this building... Is less than $8 million a year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really not that much. <laughs> Definitely spent more on other things. Uh, yeah. Big blue rings. Big blue rings. Well, I mean, that was cheap, <laughs> but it was stupid. Big bridges that were crazy. Yeah. Chinese finger trap bridges. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just... I, I, think, I think it's a pretty reasonable ask from a city to pay that. Yeah. And then if you calculate the 155 million in there it's even less right it's like yeah. three million a year so i don't know i think it's crazy i think it's awesome i, Plus think, I can't wait all the uh secondaries that it brings yeah. as well all the concerts uh, and events it's supposed to be 2021 oh no construction begins in 2021 yeah, i think what did they say 2024 or something yeah so like this out of them is gonna be old yeah uh, it's gonna be even <laughs> more rundown by then because what it's 38 years old now or something something like that yeah 87 it's, it's over 35 anyway yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Big concrete piece. Actually, of... yeah, it's got to be 40, 42 years old. I'm going to be sad, though, when that thing is gone. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. The dome. It's... Let me tell you, grandkids, about the old saddle dome. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be really, really weird not seeing yeah, like, that can, like, against the hill. Just picture it. Yeah, the classic hill, I'm sure... People like, have seen pictures of this. If you've anyway. ever watched a Calgary Flames game in Calgary, yeah. you've seen the overhead shot. Or not not even the overhead shot, but like the the drone shot or the helicopter shot where you get the saddle home in the Calgary Tower in the background. Like yeah. I don't know. That's it's gonna, gonna look gonna be so weird now. Super weird. Oh, where where'd it go? I'm gonna cry. I I, I might. <laughs> I hope they blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really hope they implode it with dynamite and stuff. Like, just blow the shit up. I'm going to go. Well, it's going to be whatever they do to it. It's a big concrete building. So, That's it's going to take some. It it's going to take some force to get that bitch out of there. Big bang. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, one other little thing that happened with Calgary was. Oh, yeah, we can't uh, forget this. The news that happened today. Oh, I was going to say some other stuff, but also that. Let's go with that right now because okay. I'm jumping the gun, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, What the hell do you see? No. What the hell's his first name? Yusou. 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 I thought it was UC. Uh, Yusou Valamaki, a definite rostered defenseman that was going to, like, he was definitely making the team this year. Yeah. Blew his ACL training. That's yeah. The, that's the extent of the information we've got. 
I really hope he wasn't in the gym squatting or something and he just... Or walking down some stairs. That would be brutal. <laughs> Who was it that... Was it Patrick Kane or something? I don't know. Someone, like, broke their hand or something well, at there a was, concert or something? Well, there was Pasternak. Know. That's how he fucked up his hand uh, in yeah. the winter. He, like, got drunk and shit at a team function. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His thumb. Just some funny stories. So hopefully it's <laughs> nothing stupid like that. Yeah, hopefully it was legitimately training. Yeah. Not but it still training. sucks. Like, that's... Ba- that's the year he's see ya he might be back for like may yeah <laughs> recovering knee injuries is something else yeah especially and it's just so brutal because like you can see these injuries happening yeah exactly you know later on in your career but to have to have to start your career and then go through such a major injury like that like it takes a lot of time to heal just from surgery let alone then you got to go through all the physio strengthen that knee up which knees you kind of need them in i hockey. mean <laughs> for you and i physio would like it sucks because a you're spending a lot of money to go to physio so i mean at least they don't have to do that and mm-hmm. it's and they it's got all the best tools do, these guys were gonna train like he was gonna be training anyway mm-hmm. right so like physio sucks i'm not but it's a lot nicer to blow your knee out when you're a pro than when you're a junior or a yeah. schmuck like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, but still, man, terrible that's, timing. that's brutal. I and really hope he comes back the same kind of player. Yeah, was... there was so much excitement built around him. And like you, like the little sample we got last year of him, you could see, oh, yeah, this guy's got... The biggest thing that I noticed with him is his, his mind is so, so quick and sharp. Yeah. So... That's gonna be so a that major away, hole. But... It's gonna be a major hole to fill. It it's funny because it... it says here Nicholas Backstrom retired. <laughs> oh. Like, oh yeah, really? Forgot about that guy. <laughs> Didn't even know he was still not retired. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the thing that, that really funny. sucks about Valimaki is that he gave the Flames the option to trade a defenseman. Yes. Right. Giordano, Hannafin, Brody, Hamannick, Anderson, Shillington, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good top six. It's an expensive top six when you got to pay Kachuk and mm-hmm. Mangiapani, right? Like, and I mean, oh yeah, I guess right. That's probably what you're gonna bring up was Riddick, weren't you? Riddick and Bennett, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, like they they got Bennett, they got Riddick. I think both good deals. on really good deals. Yeah, classic Trelleving. RFA, God. Pretty pretty damn good at that. <laughs> He's really good at signing RFAs. Damn good at it. And those are two really good. Like two and UFAs? a half. Two and a half for uh, Bennett for two years. That's yeah. like. A- I think A-A-B. it's pretty fair. That's a good. I'm. I was. I was happy almost paying him three. So to get him at two and a half, I think. I think that's pretty damn good. And then Riddick at two point seven five for two mm-hmm. years. Fair. Also fair. Under Miko Koskinen. <laughs> Miko Koskinen, who played about, what, 20 games, and they just handed him a bag of money. Good job, Oilers. That's yeah. not going to hurt. No. That's the next player will one-for-one one you, I guess. Fucking give you some money back. No, no, they'll, <laughs> hold on. They'll re-sign Cam Talbot <laughs> for, like, three. He'll have a bad year, and then they'll one-for-one one him with Koskinen for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. But, yeah, so, like, I mean, the Flames have how much money? Uh, seven and a half million, roughly. Yeah, right. 
to sign Kachuk and Mangiapani. Yeah, it's definitely That's not enough yet. That's not going to happen. It's still not enough. Not even close. So it would have been nice to be Hopefully able to move close. one of the top four and use Valimaki to save you some money. Right. But that option's gone. Yeah, that that injury seriously puts a kink in the whole plan. I mean, I offered you guys Marinson for <laughs> Brody. <laughs> you know. Come on. Brody's maybe a sometimes first, bad, but we don't we don't need to go that direction. Come on, Marinson <laughs> was so good in Edmonton and Toronto. So good. Um yeah, so I there's lots to come. Again, we're gonna get to the R phase a little bit later, but that's some big that's a lot of work for the Flames. Yeah, it it really is. Uh another team that's been basically non existent is the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if they realize that this is the NHL offseason and they can do stuff. Cause yeah, kind of hanging out. They are the obviously there's a lot of money on the table here, but they are the lowest cap hit team in the NHL right now. They also only have thirty nine of fifty contracts on the books. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird mis- they haven't signed any like. Okay, we're gonna get there in a sec, but the Leafs signed like seven league minimum guys on the same day. Yeah, the Jets haven't even signed a PTO. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I feel like once one thing hits for the Jets, it's just going to be like, boom, 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 because they, they're they probably just so tied up trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with Connor and Line A. Yeah, but like you can side league mid, like you're going to have to sign league min guys regardless. Yeah, you got to start making a move here because... They, they have eight forwards. They need two more. Yeah. Plus the two guys that are RFAs, right? Like Yeah, you need to start moving. They got to like, do stuff. Hopefully you're talking to some people because you might run out run out of options or at least desirable options. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were probably waiting for arbitration to get passed, right? Like, yeah. So they had who was it? Andrew Kopp and I don't know who else um, went on arbitration for them. That might be it, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else. But Andrew Kopp, he, I, I don't know. Arbitrators settled their case. Two point nine one six for two years, AAV for two years. I think it's a little high. I would say it's a little high, but but I don't think it's terrible. It's, it's not terrible. He's a one of those utility players. It hurts right? the Jets though. Yeah, because because they can't. They wouldn't really... have signed them for that much. Yeah, they, <laughs> they can't really option. afford a little too high. They yeah. need like right on the money. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, he's... Sorry, I was reading the wrong one. Andrew Cobb was 2.28. Oh, okay. I was reading Adam Lowry at 2.96. Oh, right, which is good, too. Crackhead. <laughs> uh, 2. Point, okay. I'm a crackhead, not Adam Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew Cobb, yeah, that, like 2.28. I, I think it's still a little high. But, I mean, it's not... You can afford to have 2.28 million dollar players on your team. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you're, you're looking at league men to a million dollar guys. He's definitely better than a league men guy, for sure. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. But it's kind of crazy, because he's got Arbright's again at the end of this deal. Oh, yeah, I guess he would. Yeah. Because he's not uh, 27 or whatever. Damn. 
And then I guess the other one was the Neil Pionk signing. Pionk. Yeah. Is it pronounced Pionk? Pionk? I don't know. Probably, right? Yeah, I guess. I never really focused on how people pronounced his name. Yeah. <laughs> but what is he? He's two something. Three. Oh, yeah, he is three. So, I mean, their D is set up. Should be fine. Yeah. Who's this Tucker Pullman guy? That's quite the name. Pullman. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's 26. Maybe that is one of those league men guys they actually did stuff on. Yeah. I don't know why, but. He's just classified as a defenseman. Not a right, not a left, just a defenseman. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm just man, like they have they have seventeen and a half million. And with the way the Mitch Barner contract negotiations are going, I can't imagine Lion A or Connor are too much fun. Oh man, it's bad. like you gotta deal with both. It's it's almost like it's like a double edged sword in a way. Man, you get off the phone. Like, okay, so as a Leafs fan, walking around, Leafs hat. Anybody who wants to talk Leafs is, what do you think about Mitch Marner? Of Fuck, course. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'm a fan. Could you imagine me, the GM, trying to negotiate a deal with these guys? One would be bad because you're, you know, calling the agent probably every day. Like, have you guys thought about our offer? You know, have you guys. Hey, changed? how's it going? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> anything new anything you can tell me <laughs> right and that, that's for one guy imagine two get off the phone with one guy hang up get on the phone with another guy probably this with the same fuck hang up the phone god damn it i gotta call this guy now just <laughs> phone starts ringing and it's one of their agents and you're just like no good news please have good news, please have good news. Please have good news. <laughs> 10 million three years damn it <laughs> <laughs> right so i'm sure shovel day off is just yeah, it's that's that's a lot. I wonder how many of these GMs are jealous of Ajo. Like of what um Waddell and Ajo's situation where it was mm-hmm. just like it's done, so over can, with you just enjoy your summer. Montreal, hey. Wanna <laughs> Adam Lowry hooks <laughs> hooks it up. You can you might be able to get him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's gonna be rough. And you need both of them. Oh, no they're question. like very, very important, crucial, and they're the future. Once, no question. Once uh, Wheeler's gonna be pedaling off here eventually, he's still freaking killing it. Yeah, but once like some of these big boys, Bufflin and Shifley's still pretty young, so he's got a long time. But once like Wheeler, Bufflin, some of them go. Do you think Ehlers gets moved? See, that would be an option for sure. The he thing had, is, he I had such think... a rough season last year. It's just unfortunate he got injured and he just could never really get it back. I think the Jets have money for these guys, right? Because I'd assume Line is in the nine range now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much he could press for ten plus. Yeah, eight or nine, I would think. Yeah, just because he didn't do anything. Like, we were speculating, you know, around deadline. Shit, we're getting the RFA talk. Fuck. Yeah, because <laughs> the Jets are doing nothing. Yeah. Um. Right, we were speculating, like, oh, if he went off, he could get to 10-plus. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Eight or nine, somewhere in there. And then Connor's, you know, same six to eight, probably, depending on length. Yeah. That's what I would expect. So, I mean, they got the money for that. And then, you know, assuming it's not nine and eight, then you got a couple million. Like, if it's if it's eight and seven, then you got a couple and a half million. Should be fine, right? To sign the two 
minimum forwards. So they, I don't think they have to make moves, but I can imagine that that negotiation room is fun Pleasant. at all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, and that's gonna be going on for quite a while probably, and it's already been going on for quite a while. So have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Adam's gonna have a freaking hernia. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. That's pretty much it for the Jets, for sure. Yeah. Moving on to which Ontario team would you like to start with? My tire fire or the NHL's tire fire? (laughs) Uh, Might as well start with Toronto, I guess. (laughs) Okay, let's go with Toronto. Um, I was expecting Ottawa, actually. Uh, the, The Leaf situation, like I said, has gotten very odd. Because they've signed about every league minimum NHLer out there. It is that was a funny day. Uh, let me go find that article. <laughs> Just boom, boom, boom! All these guys, seven hundred thousand. Get on our team, and we want David Clarkson. <laughs> Actually, I'm just gonna go on Cap Friendly because Cap Friendly is better. Uh, The Leafs were in on Shattenkirk. I guess we can touch on that right now while we were there. Mm-hmm. The rumor was when Shattenkirk got bought out that the Leafs are going to be really, really interested in signing, which would have been awesome. That would have been a good guy to go after. But why wouldn't? We've said it already with McElhaney. Why wouldn't the Lightning get better and yeah. pick up Shattenkirk for pennies? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Why not? It's like on the... It's just like they... They have that like deceiving decor too, you know. It's it's so funny. It's, it's like just, like these these guys, and they just pick them up. Like who's the other one? Uh, Stalberg? No. Um. Oh my god. I'll think of it in a bit. But anyway, they just they, they got like this. They got some sneaky tactics over there, man. And like that's they like do. a. I don't know. It, like that don't overshadow that because that's a big piece like shattenkirk is like yeah he got bought out okay his contract was fucked is he an expensive third defenseman no is he a cheap fifth or sixth defenseman yeah yeah and like he knows what he's doing yeah he's uh he's been around the block a few times so you know fucking tampa yeah, classic. Why? Why not? Why Let's not? See, I'll see mm-hmm. what they do again this year. I'm sure the Atlantic be up is there. gonna be such a shit show. The Atlantic is shaping right up now. Man, it's gonna be furious. Two years ago at Christmas time, three teams were gonna make the playoffs, guaranteed. Right. Yeah. This year at Christmas time, the Leafs could be out of a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you never know. Uh, okay, so I found the article. The Leafs have announced. This was on July 24th. The Leafs announced today that the hockey club signed free agent forwards Pontus Auberg, Kenny Augustino, Tyler Gaudet, Kali Kosala, I think, Nick Shore, and Garrett Wilson, as well as defenseman Kevin Gravel. Or Gravel, sorry. Mm-hmm. Gravel. He played in Edmonton. Gravel. Gravel. <laughs> That's how Jerry What a ridiculous it. day. Yeah. That, <laughs> One, two, that is three, funny. four, five, six, seven guys. I thought I was kidding. That seems like a move I would do in NHL. Yeah, just like, ah, 
This, oh, well, whatever. This, grab him, him. This seems like what the Leafs did three years ago when they were trying to pick up, like when they were tanking. And it was like, screw it. We'll sign all these guys to one-year deals, trade them all at the deadline, get random-ass picks for them. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Leafs are contenders for the Stanley Cup, and they're going to try this shit. Contenders. That being said, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> that being said, I'm super excited for Pontus Auberg and Kenny Augustino. Auberg's good. I, I've, yeah, I've always, you know, thought about him. And I really like what he potentially brings. Mm-hmm. His upside is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Kenny Augustino, pretty good all-around player. He played in Calgary for a bit. And not bad. You know, Nick Shore, I like to don't yeah. really know much about Godet and Casilla and then Garrett Wilson. Uh, Gravel is a bit of a, he's a big boy. Um, let's see, where is it? Oh, why wouldn't it be in this article? No, that's fine. Um, he's definitely brings something that the Leafs don't have on the back end, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 6'4". There we go. 6'4", 2'11". Yeah. Right. The Leafs haven't had that since um, Pollock. Mm. So that's nice. They also made a trade. They made a couple trades, but actually, yeah, they made a couple trades. The funnier no, one, yeah. <laughs> definitely the funnier trade, was the trade for David Clarkson. Because... He's making a comeback. What Leafs fan doesn't <laughs> want to see? The Leafs have acquired David Clarkson again. Oh my flashbacks, god! Flashbacks, flashbacks. That's great. I'm gonna go drink a two six now. <laughs> Seriously. Like, oh, that was terrible. But <laughs> I like it because they basically turned Garrett Sparks into a fourth round pick. Yeah. Which, and apparently, I, I should probably know this a little better, but somehow they added five point two five million dollars in. David Clarkson injury money, and somehow it makes their cap situation easier to deal with. Yeah, who? I I don't. I get so lost. In I that. don't understand. Apparently, it has something to do with like if Mitch Marner wasn't signed by September, sorry, October first, when the like when you have to claim your LTIR and stuff like. So if apparently if you're not like right up against the cap, you can't put a guy on the LTIR or something like that. But because <laughs> so without. Marner signed, the Leafs wouldn't be right up to the cap. So they obviously have Nathan Horton already. Mm-hmm. But Nathan Horton is still the same, like, five and change kind of player, right? And then, obviously, the Leafs have, what, how many? How many millions? Not enough millions, but... <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh. The Leafs have... Oh, yeah, this shit. Um, I think they have something like nine or ten million in cap space or something like that. So because because Nathan Horton and uh, Clarkson are now filling up, in theory, Marner's money, they're now over the cap, so they can start the season on LTIR and then not be over the cap. Right. But if Dave Clarkson wasn't there, uh. They couldn't put Nathan Horton on there because they aren't over the cap or some shit. It's super confusing. Like, I'm trying not to confuse people, but I'm not all there either. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I Pete's me. I get confused with the NBA salary cap. 
because it's basically not there. The NFL salary cap is insane. I thought the NHL salary cap was kind of normal. I'm figuring that out is not quite. Yeah, once you dive into it more, you're like, okay, I have no idea. What in the world are you talking (laughs) about? Kind of like the episode where we were talking about how much William Nylander's cap it would be. Oh, right. It's like, what? What the? Um, So, yeah, anyway, so they did that. They made that trade, the Clarkson trade. And then they also made the Jordan Schmaltz trade. Oh, yeah. Andreas Borgman for Andre or for Jordan Schmaltz. Right. That was a one for one with St. Louis. Uh, much better one for one than Calgary and Edmonton's. <laughs> I'm a little bit sad because I liked Andreas Borgman. He kind of had that big, tough. He laid some big hits as a leaf. Yeah. But same issue as his, was last year. He's a lefty. Uh, Jordan Schmaltz the right D. Mm-hmm. Jordan Schmaltz was also a first round pick at one point. Mm-hmm. So. There's promise, but at the same time, he hasn't done a whole lot in his NHL career, so he's probably a fringe six or seven, maybe an eight. But he's on the right, the right side of the ice, the correct side of the ice. Yeah. So he has an opportunity where the left side did not have much room for Borgman. So I like the trade. I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it oh, could be inter- interesting. Uh, There's some potential. The Leafs also traded... Dakota Joshua to the Blues for future considerations. I didn't know about that one. That's a pretty exciting one. Don't know who that is. (laughs) I don't either. I didn't even know he was a prospect. (laughs) I wonder if they just drafted him. Nope, 2014. All right. Shows you how much I cared about that part of the draft. Yeah. Or part of the prospect pool. So, yeah, I don't know. The Leafs... Kyle Dubas, I think, has done a pretty good job maneuvering the Leafs in the like in the in their cap hell. Yeah, uh, we've kind of, we kind of talked about it. Patrick Marlowe was expensive to get rid of, but imagine where they are now if Marlowe was still on the team. Yeah, holy it's shit, way much more of a Mitch Marner would have got off sheeted by now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Did we'll you see, see the uh, rumor today? Hmm. Well, I, mean, I think it was yesterday, actually. The New York Islanders are potentially willing to offer $13 million to Mitch Marner. Whoa! Oh my God, no way. Mitch Marner's not going to sign it. The rumor, the rumor is already that the offer sheets have been presented, like the offers have been presented to Marner, and Marner has not signed them because he's afraid that the Leafs won't be able to match. Well, what fuck, dude? Like, sign something then. Holy hypocrite! <laughs> God, Jesus. Well, what number do you think they can handle? Because if, because obviously it's not the one you're saying. Like, God damn it. <laughs> like, that is actually a hilarious quote. Like, I, I really, uh... really want to play here, but I just want. I hope I want the most amount of money that they can give me. I want every <laughs> like his his contract. His contract is going to go into the decimals. Yeah, it'll be it'll be eleven point five eight nine. No, no, it'll what? be it'll be eleven million five hundred eighty nine thousand three hundred fifty four dollars and, and sixty eight cents. cents. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. It's Mitch Marner. It's got to be sixteen cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 
man, hopefully they don't have to deal with the same shit that they did last year. I'm just with Nylander because so not looking forward to the start of the season because no one needs that. I would say there's probably like a 85 percent chance that Mitch Marner doesn't. Uh, there, sorry, there's about an 89 percent chance Mitch Marner doesn't open up camp with mm. the Leafs. Oh yeah. There's I about, think there's maybe even more of a chance of that not happening. There's about a 75% chance that there's two or three RFAs still not signed by the start of the season that's, for that's multiple true. teams. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't believe that nothing's happened. Yeah. Fuck, we're getting off. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're almost there. We're, we're almost, almost there, there, people. Um. Yeah, so, I mean... Oh, yeah, the Leafs also signed... Uh, Neuverth to a PTO. Mm, mm-hmm, right, right. They also signed Matt Reed to a PTO. Oh yeah. Which I don't understand. <laughs> Why did you sign seven guys to league minimum deals, and then Matt Reed gets a PTO? Yeah. Like, how shitty is that? What does that feel like for him? <laughs> well, fuck, man. Just you're seven hundred thousand dollars. You're fighting with these other six guys for the forward spot. So, um, good luck. Yeah, that's that's rough. It's yeah, that's rough. Um. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the Neuverth, right? Neuverth is with Sparks going out. So they got what Hutchinson, possibly Neuverth, I guess, yeah. and then Anderson, obviously. Yeah, it's basically Hutchinson and Neuverth for backup. I don't hate that it. Could work. I'm interested to see how they work it with the waiver dealios. Right, exactly, because you don't want three goalies, right? Right, well, that's what's going to happen with... It's what's going to happen like last year, where they're going to lose somebody and then be right. f- fucking screwed Maybe again. they won't make that mistake again. Well, the thing is... But is that even a mistake, or is that like a strategy? I don't know. Well, so this is what I'm wondering is... Because like, you can't sign Neuvert to a two-way or anything, so... Like, Hutchinson has to clear waivers, I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not on a yeah, two-way. Yeah. He's 29, yeah, he's definitely not. So, like, how do you move Hutchinson to the AHL unless somehow you sign Neuverth on an AHL deal? Yeah. Right, just maybe he's not quite up to snuff and you wanted to play 10 games in the AHL before he... Really shows what he's got, kind of thing. I don't know. Because how much did he even play last year? Seven games or something? Yeah. Um, Is that actually how you spell his name? Oh my god. No, I agree with you. I would have to, I'm going to have to look that one up every time I spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, He played. Yeah, seven games for the Flyers last yeah, year. Yeah, okay. And one game in their shitstorm the of a crease last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the eight goalies to play. <laughs> you had eight goalies last year? <laughs> what the? F- like, I didn't even know that was possible. There was a record, I think. Right, because remember Vegas the year before? <laughs> yeah, right. They had, like, what, six or seven? Seven, I think. I think yeah. they tied the record, and then... Eight goalies? When, that is um, ridiculous. When, what's his name, uh, Carter Hart played, he broke the record. Right. So, I mean... I like the Neuver signing because, it, it's, again, it's low risk, right? It's, yeah. If he's For no sure. good, then see you bye. And then even then, right? Like, And you're, he's still going to get use, used in your team, probably. 
I would, I would exactly if he's not good enough, like if he's not up to snuff to play in the he's NHL, a good AHL they could easily put him in the AHL. Yeah, they only have, um, well, I guess they got Casimir Kaskasuo, he'll be probably the starter in the Marlies, but then they might have Ian Scott from uh Prince Albert. Oh, okay, he won goalie of the year in the dubs. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought I knew that name, so uh, I th- right. He's 20, so oh, I yeah, don't think he's eligible go, eligible to go back mm-hmm. to uh, junior. I mean, he might he's, be able to be an overager. Or, yeah, you can depending be on his oh, Depending on his birthday. I was going to say, it depends on his birthday. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think it's worth the shot, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look what they had last year. They had pretty good depth coming out of training camp, and then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, yeah, that was kind of a nail-biter. Right, so... Yeah, I mean, worst case, Hutchinson stays up. Maybe Neuwirth gets the AHL deal, and then somebody gets hurt, and he gets an NHL deal. But again, we talked about uh, Winnipeg being a little tight, or sorry, not tight on the contract front, like thirty nine of fifty. The Leafs are at forty eight of fifty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's partially because they signed seven guys seven. on one day. Yeah. But, I mean, some of those guys, could that could change, right? So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Martin Rinson or Justin Hall stick around for the full season if they're not going to play, <clears throat> right? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, shall we move to the tire fire up north? Ottawa. Ottawa. Um, they haven't done a Any whole Any Uber lot. rides lately? No Uber rides. <laughs> they haven't done a whole lot except for get cheaper. Yeah. And make a trade for Ryan Callahan's contract. Right. I read somewhere, I can't remember where, <coughs> the Ottawa Senators are about $17 million in cash under the salary cap floor. Right. Except to the NHL, they are... Uh, five million over the cap floor. Remember when Eugene Melnick said that they were going to spend to the cap in <laughs> yeah. two years? Yeah. I'm not going to personally count that if Ryan Callahan's contract counts towards that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, that doesn't count, Eugene, okay? Man, it. I was at a housewarming party. <clears throat> Clarkson and Horton. I was at a housewarming party on the weekend when Buddy is from Ottawa, so we talked about the Senators a bit. Oh, my God. They I would love really to hear... don't like him. Oh, I'd really love to just sit down and talk with an Ottawa fan and be like, so, I was like, how's your how's your life? I was like, what do you guys think of Eugene? They're like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure hashtag fire Melnick's out there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's probably out there. You would think the... Apparently... I didn't know this, but apparently Batman gave him shit for the, like, <clears throat> Heritage Classic comments. Remember when he, like, chirped the fans? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was, like, right before the Heritage Classic. I think the Carlson stuff was going down, and he legitimately, like, gave, was giving it to his fans. Oh, yeah. And apparently Batman, oh, like, right. apparently Batman, like, really gave it to him. Good. Which, I mean, he should. He's the yeah. boss and stuff, but I <laughs> just... Jerry... Yeah. It's such a... That place is a mess, dude. 
I don't even... So, the Leafs rebuild was pretty quick. The Oilers rebuild, not so much. It's not... It's the like New a... York Rangers rebuild looks pretty good. It's looking on track. Uh, Buffalo is kind of somewhere in the middle. I think Ottawa might be able to be worse than the Oilers. Um, hey, like I <laughs> like their rebuild might be worse than the Oilers. Because the thing is with Ottawa, they're not going to win the first round pick. They're sorry, yeah, 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 win the lottery for the first overall pick. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, I don't think they're going to ever get three out of five. But at the same time, I think they're going to be really bad for a really long time. It's... Thomas Shabbat, pretty legit. Brady Kachuk, pretty legit. Yeah. Logan Brown, probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, Kat, John Gabriel Pajot, sure. He's my. He's been there. We already know who he is, kind of. Anyway. Um. Yeah. There's just nothing. So that's it. There's like the. <laughs> And, like, do you think of, when you think of Ottawa, like, do you think of a line or something? No. Not anymore. Like, who, who who's a line now? You they, just think of the of. shit that's left. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing. I feel like there's just no cohesion in that team. Like, what, who are they even? They have no identity. They're just, like, this, a bunch of players over there that are kind of just lost. Like they they have kind of no direction and they're just kind of floating there. Like we're NHL, we're an NHL team. We just don't really know how to play hockey. If the <laughs> NHL had relegation, <laughs> they'd be in trouble. Oh, I've man. said this about the Oilers as well. <laughs> yeah. But See if an AHL team can beat them, they might have a chance. Speaking of, <laughs> basically that happened in soccer, which is crazy. Oh right, the Calgary Cavalry. Yeah, beat that Vancouver Whitecaps. That's. I remember when you said this, and I'm like, Calgary still has a soccer team? No, no, they just got one. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, right. It's but then, then, so they they moved on in tournament and then got fucking whooped by Montreal. Oh, well, probably. No, whooped. They lost two one, but I think it was pretty one sided. Yeah. But anyway, that's funny. Back yeah. to hockey. <laughs> that was funny. Um. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just find it crazy. So. Their cap hits 65.859, whatever. 65.9, we'll call it. Uh, they have 15.325 million on IR, long term IR. That's Ryan Callahan, Marion Gabrick, and Clark MacArthur. Oh, yeah, Gabrick. Bet you didn't know they had Marion Gabrick. Because <laughs> so I didn't. funny. So that's 15.325. And then if you really got in depth with cash going out the door like all these this is just on cap hit alone right like i don't think ryan bobby is at 7.25 in cash oh i think uh, oh he is whatever happened to him too see it's just yet another player disappointment right just he showed like all this promise they get him from anaheim yeah all this stokage about oh yeah right nikita zaitsev is one of them that's cheap because mm. the Leafs paid a salary bonus. So he's he's a cap hit of 4.5, but he's only getting paid 1.5. <laughs> so funny. So there's another 3 million. So that's 18 million under what they're at. Never mind everybody else who's making 
a little bit less than their cap hit. Like it's just yeah, they just got absolutely crazy. Oh too. yeah, I was just gonna click him. Four and a half freaking million dollars. So he is a year oh, for that guy. He's only he's only he's making four million, but I think they traded for him after his bonus, right? Yeah, they did. So that's another couple million. Like Hilarious. it's just it's, it's just crazy. So yeah, they're only paying him two of his four and a half. They get Anthony Duclair. That was at trade deadline, right? Or just before? Yeah, that's not recent. Yeah. I mean, it's could, recent. That could be a player, honestly, that could turn into something. He still. could definitely do something, but he could also be the same that a he's bust been. that has gotten <laughs> traded three times. He hasn't really done too much. He shows He's one of those players that shows little glimpses every few games, or not few games, every few months. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, damn, Duclair, what a move. Yeah, you're like, wow. And back to hands. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... It's not really unexpected, but they're still a tire fire. Surprise. Yeah. They're just a really cheap tire fire. <laughs> I just... A I Canadian don't... tire fire? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Please say they have... Is it there that they have the yeah. Canadian tire yeah. fire? Yes. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> you kind of blew it, but you got it now. <laughs> so, I think that's enough airtime for the center. Just yeah. Uh, we're going to get there. Damn it, Eugene. Fix your team. We're going to get there a lot this year, I think. Yeah, I'm <clears> sure. We only ripped on them, what, probably six episodes last year or so. <laughs> we were a lot busier with the Oilers. That's true. Uh, so, last but not least, the Montreal Canadiens, who opened up the offseason with a splash with the Ajo offer sheet that was, wow, it's an offer sheet. And then it was... What is this? What the fuck is this garbage? I need a magnifying glass. What? Uh, they have done absolutely nothing. Yeah, Except much. make, like, really shitty, like, minor trades. Yeah, they're just... They're just kind of going. Just going <laughs> with whatever they have. Yeah, they've done absolutely nothing, eh? Yeah, it's... It's painful. I don't know... Resigned, yeah. Armia. Yeah. Lekkonen. Uh, like... They've done nothing. At, the, at July 1st in the trade, or, like, the... Yeah, the Kincaid free agency stuff they got Delorier, they got andrew shaw or sorry they traded right. Delorier, they traded andrew shaw stuff like that but like signing wise pretty much i love how shaw went back to chicago too i did too i feel like so many players do that with chicago i feel like it's like ah, i'll just go back there. almost like it's a good organization or something eh, maybe hmm. eh. i wonder how many teams or how many players are gonna go back to ottawa <laughs> Uh, zero, probably. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They, they signed McCarron. They signed Hudon, Lekkanen, Armia. Not the much. But it's it's all like... Well, sorry. I guess Lekkanen and Armia are like fairly big, right? Like It yeah. is. It is. 2.4 a year for Lekkanen and 2.6 for Armia. Oh, yeah. I forgot it's but, Joel. Sorry. Yeah. Joel. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was still Joel. Good level. I guess just every person, you know, they go to Montreal, they're like, oh, okay, now I'll be the French I name. I can be French now. I'll be the French name now. Uh, Yoel. Okay, um, bud. <laughs> so, yeah, right? Like, they, they did the Ben Sherat thing on July 4th, which I think we talked about. Yeah. Kind of a crazy deal. But they go out and try and make a splash with trying to buy a first-line center. Yeah. And then they have done nothing to try and fix that. Yeah, it's situation. That is funny too. Is that they went out of their way to actually put in the effort and everything to do that, 
and then have done nothing. Like that that's just so weird. Like why what it's it's I just, so weird. Why wouldn't you try and do con or something? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they didn't force anything. They basically just sped the process up for Carolina. Well, yeah, right. Like Carolina's not worried about it. Yeah, we've talked about it, right? Yeah. It, it's it's just it's such an interesting. It could have been so much better. Right? Yeah, like if he is legitimately like the first line center that you want. Yeah, like you if, can if pay you him wanted him. Yeah, fucking give him the give him some more money and especially with an offer sheet. The offer sheet you know you're gonna have to overpay. Yeah, like an eight mil was not an overpay for him. Not even like he's right? he's definitely worth that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it just seems like a very lackluster off season when they started out at the top of everybody's mind because they made that offer sheet and then they've just done nothing and plus like what are you trying to build towards because like it's with that much of a of a hiatus yeah it's like what are you guys trying to build because you didn't make the playoffs last year so you probably need to change something unless you actually think that all your young guys are getting actually that much better yeah which you can't ever bank on i don't think so so it's right like like, i mean they don't have a ton of money to do anything with, right? They only have four million in cap space. Yeah, legit. But they still don't have that top line center. <laughs> the ever elusive top line center for that damn team, dude. Cause Cut Kanyemi, Cut Kanyemi, is probably potentially your first line center. But it's like not right away though. Maybe right. Yeah, it's definitely not next year. Yeah. That'll be a serious case of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins if you do that, right? It could, definitely, yeah. So I just, I'm not no saying you sell the farm, but mm-hmm. they haven't even taken a stab. I'm sure they tried to sign Duchesne maybe, but you yeah. probably got a trade. And I mean, obviously the trade's hard, but you were ready to trade a first, a second, and a third, and eight and a half million dollars. Yeah. For Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. You aren't ready to do that to any other player? Like, I'm not saying that you go and offer first, second, and third to just anyone. Yeah. <clears throat> but. There's got to be more than just Ajo that you're looking at. Yeah. It's not like there's just Ajo is the only player that we want. Again, like, I'm sure they're willing to go pay Mitch Marner. Right? I'm sure they're willing to do this shit with other guys. Obviously, you have to get somebody to sign that. Plus, maybe it's a little bit more hard or uh, a little bit harder for them for a divisional team as well. Yeah, maybe. But, But, right, it's just, it's one of those things. They don't have anybody to worry about right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's nothing glaring them down that they are like. Right, they have 15 forwards under contract. Mm Mm-hmm. Bit much, maybe. I just, I don't know. I, I... as a Habs fan, I feel like this has got to be a pretty depressing summer. And just, uh, yeah, like, if I were a Habs fan, I'd just feel, like, left out of conversation almost. It's like, <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on, guys? Is like, my team doing stuff? Yeah, like, anything? is everyone on vacation? What's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, are we doing anything? I don't know, man. I, but I just... then again, I don't really pay that much attention to the Habs. And maybe everyone's happy. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard really or seen any Habs fans losing their minds, so. 
All the power to you, I guess. We'll see. Okay. The long-awaited RFA segment. <laughs> Which we've already half-talked about. Which we've half-talked <laughs> about. Um, the list goes on and on. There is a lot. And on. This has got to be the biggest list and of RFAs on. that have been like... And it's pr- you know it's probably not. It's probably just... We always say uh, that, but... Steve Dangle tweeted the other day. I think it was a couple days ago. Now, Steve Dangle is a Leafs fan, and he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Period. He makes me laugh, but his Twitter account was pretty funny. And he just tweeted one day. He's just like, Mitch Marner's on RFA. Or still on RFA, I think. Let me see if I can find it. Um... But yeah, like... Wierenski's out there too like so uh, he just had this really 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 long Twitter thread and it was just, Mitch Marner's an RFA Braden Point's an RFA Mika Rantan's an RFA Matthew Kajak's an RFA Kyle Connor's an RFA Brock Bess is an RFA Patrick Liney's an RFA Travis Konecki's an RFA and it just goes on forever I think it's like 15 tweets long and then he goes and also these ones oh it's probably 17 long it's Cause in, you know, it's, he's on the cat friendly list and he's basically just naming them one by one. <laughs> yeah. And then he tweets the picture of 18 to 34, which 18 to 34 is a bit ridiculous. Like there's not very many huge names. Oh yeah. We forgot to kind of mention that in Edmonton. Pooley RV oh, does right. not want to sign Edmonton. Yeah. He wants a trade real bad. Yeah. That's which... an interesting situation. Is spicy if you're an others fan. It's I just I couldn't believe being an organization where you have the best player in the world and young players don't want to stay. Yeah. Like they have had the roughest time in like the last seven drafts trying to keep their players. Yeah. Like and trying to keep them interested. Which is, I don't blame the players. Like, Pugliarvi's had a pretty rough career so far. Yeah, and they fucked him around, right? They fuck every one of their draft picks around that are highly touted, and it's just like, come on, guys, learn. I just want to go back to, you know, five or six years ago when Detroit, quote-unquote, over-ripened their players, Mm -hmm. over-ripened their prospects. Yeah. I didn't hear one prospect say I want out. Right? Because they know that that's a truly tested you learned, method. You learned, you learned. Yeah. You trained, you trained, you trained. That's how you, you made the player. show and you did stuff. You made right away. the show. <laughs> right? Like, I just. How bad of a development program do you have to have? They're like, oh, yeah, this is the best he's going to get. Just play him. Just play him right now. It's. Because the thing, like, right? If it was. I think, let's go back to the Flames. Was it Strawman that left as an R like when he was under control, or was it Strawman or I think Strawman was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, right. But like, you know, one or two once in a while is one thing, right? And it's gonna right kind of. Um, we talked about it with uh, Adam Fox, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right this year. Yeah, like he yeah. didn't want to sign there. Guess what? He didn't also. He also didn't want to sign in Carolina. Yeah. Sometimes players just suck and they just want to move. And they're douchebags, too. Right? Like, <laughs> you don't respect the system or whatever. Like, I, I mean, it's whatever. what it is, right? I get it. People are people. People are... St- like, yeah, exactly. Those aren't robots. As much as we... Th- mm-hmm. 
as much as a hockey fan wants them to be robots and just show up, play hockey the best of his ability, and go home and don't fuck around, yeah. clearly this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's different when it's player after player after player after player in this place. Like, when it becomes a common theme, it's like, hmm. Right? And it's just, it's Something's crazy. going on here. I just, I find it absolutely crazy that a guy that's 21 years old can be adamant enough that he doesn't want to play somewhere that he won't sign. Yeah, in the NHL. <clears throat> right? Like, and did he sign with an SG Liga? Is that the league over there? I can't remember. No, that's but the a team, I think. The Swiss, the Swiss League or whatever. Maybe. I thought I heard something about that. I don't but I don't know. I know that he at least threatened, threatened. Wow, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He, let's just change it. He is threatening. <laughs> Jesus. Brad, we need you. My speech is getting impeded. Um, I so, don't even know how to spell this guy's name. Fuck. Pool Jarvi? Pool Jarvi. So yeah, we got on the list here of prominent RFAs. You have Brock Bester of the Canucks. We kind of touched on that. That's the first of the spicy meatballs for Van. Well, sorry, I guess it's not the first because they did Horvat, right? Yeah, but it's continuing. It seems like the it's, chain. it's the. It seems like the first of this wave of entitled players. <laughs> for them, for Vancouver, like Horvat yeah. didn't really make a big deal of it. Yeah. I didn't really find. Todd Connor, Patrick Laine, Mitch Marner. Brain point. Matthew Kachuk. Miko Rantanen. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, Rantanen. Right? Like, that's... That's coming. Seven? Those are those are big-time players. Those are first-line players on these teams. Yeah. Well, like, pretty much. Right? Like... If they're not first-line, they're very, very important. Kyle me. Connor might not... Well, yeah, like, Kyle Kachuk Connor, Patrick Line, and Kachuk. I think Kachuk's a first-line player. He probably should be. Right? Like, maybe... Might, yeah. Maybe not on Calgary's current first line, but he may develop into being able to run a first line. You'd think he would. Kind of like the Brad Marchand-esque like first line winger kind mm-hmm. of. Pain in the ass, scores goals and points. And, I'd be okay with that. Right? That's what he... He's probably trying to sell Trelleving right now on. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, those are crazy substantial players. Yeah. Then you get into the D, and it's Charlie McAvoy, Ivan Provorov, Zach Orensky. Mm-hmm. Again, stud defenseman. Mm-hmm. Stud defenseman. Pretty damn reliable. And I proven. am really surprised that Charlie McAvoy is still on here. Yeah. Because, so, you know, you start thinking about all these RFAs, especially some of, like, the middle ones. Really, the only RFAs that have signed have been Timo Meyer and uh, the other guy in San Jose. Uh, killing it. Jeez, who's the other player that's signed there? Uh, LeBonk. Oh, okay, yeah, Matty. LeBonk, Kevin LeBonk. Oh, okay. And, Good for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Timo Meyer. Yeah, there we go. They're really spread apart because there's a lot of signings that day. Anyway, um, right. Like that's those are the two only RFAs that are really signed. And Timo Meyer barely got paid. Mm-hmm. Four years, six million. That's not 
crazy at all, but he's going to get paid after that. Four year, he will, especially a, if he continues. That's basically a four-year bridge at six. It's pretty. That's pretty good for him. Yeah. And then LeBanc, like, here's a million. <laughs> what? Right? So that's crazy. <clears throat> but, like, those yeah. are the only two. Fiala. Yeah, right? Like, I guess he went. But it's just, it's very odd. It's very odd, but the forwards make sense to me for holding off because you're waiting for Mitch Marner. Yeah. Right? You're waiting to kind see of what Mitch Marner can do. Yeah. Not that, like, nobody else is probably going to push that kind of money. But at least they'll have a... But if he pushes to 11 somehow, or 12, or 13... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that changes Matthew Chuck, that changes Kyle Connor. that changes Patrick Laine, that changes... It at least changes the majority of them. Right? Like, the, everybody that we just listed here, like Miko Rantanen... Oh, yeah. Can you Braden imagine? Point is going to shit his bricks. Right. If... Well, actually, sorry. Julian Brisebois, Tampa Bay's GM, is going to shit his bricks. It's like, who's that? Holy frick. I need to learn that name. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to shit his bricks if Marner yeah. signs over 11. Oh, man. He's probably just biting his nails on that one. Right? Because if Braden Point is going to command a lot, of I think money. I think Braden Point commands as close to Mitch Marner as you can get. Probably right. The or or only difference. Yeah. The only difference is because of Tampa Bay money. Yeah, and that's man, they got such a big freaking weapon with that, right? It's fucking crazy. And so maybe they maybe they can keep him at like nine or something, which would be pretty damn good. But I guess you know freaking Stamkos is only making eight, right? Yeah. So, if if they could somehow get him just over eight or something, Braden Point, that would be fucking. If wild. they get him under nine, that'd be wild. Insane. But and he's like making bank in comparison to other teams. Like he'd be what is it? I don't know. He'd be making like in comparison really like a ten mil or something. Yeah, somewhere else. Right. So it's just it's crazy. But like I understand why the forwards are still sitting around. Yeah. Who is the defenseman benchmark? Charlie McAvoy. Provorov, Rorensky. Like, they're probably all going to make pretty close to the same amount of money. So, I guess you're maybe waiting for the next guy. But, I just... Ugh, I, I'm, I'm just really surprised that no defenseman's off the, like, off the list here. Here's another thing. I just really do not want to see a fucking future in the NHL where all these young fucks think they got all this power and consistently fuck their teams over. You know? When you it know comes what to... the... You know what is all all this is going to take this is going to take the first player to come out of his entry-level deal sign big bucks and shit the bed yeah that is the last time it's going to happen because what these players are seeing and i get it right like these players are going like look at i am a stud i'm a guaranteed stud pay me like i'm a guaranteed stud whereas nhl Mm -hmm. teams before were saying you're not even 25 yet. I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. But now the NHL has turned into this league where 23 to 27, 28 is your prime. Yeah. Right? So the players are and the agents are saying, listen, if we're in our prime and you need us to be our best players, pay us like we're our best players. Which is like we are the best players, right? Like, So I get it. There's a kind of a different philosophy here because the GMs are still trying to justify the risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're only 22 years old. You're not guaranteed to be Sidney Crosby right now. Yeah. 
right? You're and not you're not guaranteed to be a first line player, even though you think you're projecting there. Yeah, and if and if we want to keep you, we want you to be good the whole time. Yeah, and we don't want just like two years paying you out the ass, and then all of a sudden it goes away, gone. right? So it's like because oh, I'm making eight million next year. I don't heaven care. forbid, knock on wood, if Mitch Marner signs twelve million dollars a year for five, six, seven years. Hopefully it's close to the seven if it's twelve. Yeah. Uh and he shits the like he has half a season of good and he just shits the bed. Yeah. That is the last time. Right. It'd be it, yeah, it would kind of be when, you know, the whole Michael DiPietro contract yeah. and some of those contracts where it's like contracts were starting to get longer. Oh, we're offering these big contracts now. Paying big Brent money Seabrook, now. Fucking yeah. Duncan Keith, right? Like Yeah. Marion Hosa, stuff like that. And then, oh, what happened? Those contracts. Roberto Luongo. Yeah, Luongo. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Those contracts are gone. It's going to change. It's a process. But the thing is, it doesn't change until it happens. It's just like anything. You always need an example. Rule changes don't happen until something shitty happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole freaking offside review or goalie interference review. Oh, yeah, I guess it was for. Like the whole penalty thing. I wonder what's going to happen with that. I, We'll see. I guess we'll find out. But right, so it's just all this shit. It's, it seems like people are forgetting that this is still a game. And production is not a guarantee. Yeah. And the GMs are losing. <laughs> right now they are. Right. So holy it's... crap. Because, man, just going through that list, like... A lot of teams are in this position with at least one player. Yeah. Where like they're they're like shit. And it's <laughs> it's one of those things, right? We kinda talked about it, I think, last time. And it's either either the hard cap has to change or something else has to change. But if you had some sort of homegrown talent pool of money where if you were drafted by the team, it was an automatic twenty five percent reduction in your salary cap hit. Or something. Mm-hmm. That might change this whole situation, right? Like, yeah, I'm not. I that was just a completely random number, right? Like, it right, yeah. doesn't mean anything. But you could have something like that. You just talked about it. this CBA, this salary cap shit is complicated. Yeah, adding something like that is not really going to change yeah. how complicated it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How <laughs> many factors can we add in here? Right. So it's just. <laughs> They they do the, the best. NHL they can with that. Loves the hard cap. Like the NHL as a league, as Gary Bettman's side of things, they love the hard cap. Because like we just said, the Atlantic is gonna be a shit show. Why? Because Florida is somehow gonna be competitive mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Right? Like yeah. uh the teams that weren't so competitive all of a sudden are very quickly. Because the team like the Leafs and the well Tampa Bay is a special case because fuck Tampa Bay. <laughs> but normally speaking, the, the Bostons, the Torontos, they can't, you can't just continue to go crazy because you've got to eventually trade away good players. Yeah. So it helps the teams that are struggling eventually catch up. Whereas before the cap, it was just continually like they got better. Detroit. And then they got better. Detroit. And then they got better. Detroit. And then they got New better. Jersey. Detroit, Colorado. Right? <laughs> so it's it's stuff like that that yeah. I understand as a hockey fan, just a hockey fan, 
the hard cap is not bad. Yeah. But when you're a fan of a team and of players on your team, it's rough. It's rough. If you're a fan of the Blackhawks, you got over it because you won Stanley Cups. But if you're a fan of anybody else that didn't win Cups, other than the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the LA Kings, yeah, life sucked. Yeah, that's that's been the whole damn freaking ride here, right? <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I feel like something could change. I find it kind of crazy. There's no RFA goalies, really. Like obviously, Riddick and um, Al, not Allen. But what about this Patrick Rybar guy? <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> what? Why? Why can't I? Th- Binnington. Right. Yeah. Obviously, they both signed, and I guess we can talk about Binnington too. Binnington. I guess signed, that happened after. Yeah. Binnington signed a pretty good deal for everybody involved. Yeah. But again, it's one of those prove-it deals mm-hmm. where Which is fair. these top-end players seem to be getting away with, no, I'm this, but goalies are still lagging behind. Which, I yeah. mean, is fair because yeah. goalies have this up-and-down unpredictability. Yeah. Huh, weird. It's almost like somebody just said that. Yeah. Right? Like, eventually when somebody, when one of these superstar players falters, it's going to change everything yeah. again. Right, if all of a sudden, like, Zach Wierenski looks legit. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden, pff, falls off the face of the earth after getting a huge deal. Yeah. You never know. Now, defensemen are going to have a hard time getting these deals like this. And then all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Line signs a, sorry, but knock on wood for all you Jets fans. Patrick Line signs a $9 million deal for six years and scores 20 goals in... Two months of his season. five of those games. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So it's just, it's... Yeah. I don't know, man. Sketch. That's the, that's also kind of the way that... Why now? That's the way that salary or uh, contracts are nowadays, right? It's like, hopefully. Whereas it used to be, you made it. Now it's hopefully you do this. Yeah. Here's the money to hopefully do that. Yeah. Before before it was hopefully here's a chunk. Yeah. Hopefully you're like, still decent. Man, you crushed it. Here's a bag. Yeah. Now it's hopefully here's a bag. And it's like, but, thanks, but for get do- some trophies. thanks for doing it. Here's a bit. Yeah. It's it's just, it's sketch, man. It's, it's a sketch business. And like, I would... I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't be a GM. It's, Hell no. It's gambling with a side of somehow being able to scout talent. And also, like, signing the person, you know, like, and knowing the person. But yeah, then... They're not robots. They're also an asset. It's like, oh, God, what? They're not a robot. Exactly. Like, man, this guy's a fucking idiot. I like but... that quote, Tyler. They're not robots. <laughs> I like that. Man, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> But he really he scored like thirty five goals last year. I fucking hate Fuck. this guy, but damn, he's good. Phil Kessel. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's just it's crazy. Can we yeah. pay him in cheeseburgers, hot damn dogs, it. hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it's hot dogs. God damn it, Jared. So we can sit in this theater alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anybody buy that house yet? Actually, good question. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Phil Kessel uh, lived here. For those sick. that didn't see that, we'll touch on that in a quick second well touch on it real quick phil kessel's house went on the market in, in pittsburgh and if somehow you were living on a rock 
If you're watching this, you saw it. But his home theater was the most depressing thing I have ever seen. <laughs> One seat. Like <laughs> it's like it's not even a couch. I love that. It's just it's like a lazy boy. seat. Yeah, like, like one a little lazy boy shit, recliner. I, it definitely like wasn't a... a lazy boy. It was shittier than a lazy boy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. like, come on, Phil. Like he got that off the side of the road. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> How many hours have you spent in that chair, Phil? Uh, anyway, do yourself a favor. Go find it. Yeah, if you haven't seen that. Um, I guess last but not least, I think while we're here, might as well touch on the fact that San San Jose. Seattle, other S word. Oh, okay. Seattle hired their first ever GM. Mm, yeah. In the last month, Ron Francis. Kind of surprising. Ron Francis will be the first Ronald. GM of the Seattle. Yeah. I don't know. Take your bets, Sockeyes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sockeyes. That's one of them. That's one of the potentials. Are you fucking kidding? Me? Yeah. What does that even mean? It's a fit. It's a salmon. Oh, okay. I know. I know my fish. Sockeye salmon, bud. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Sockeyes. The the jersey, like the the fan yeah. art jersey I saw was actually kind of cool. The colors were a bit odd. What were like, they? Green. It was like a. Please tell me it's green. It was like a little lighter maroon kind of color, like oh. in the avalanche shoes. Okay. And then like a salmon colored jerseys. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> salmon. Our home jerseys are pink. And then it was like this green kind of, not like a teal, but not. For some reason, I feel like they need Seahawks green. Okay, I for some reason I feel like they should have a green just because of the Seahawks. Uh, imagine it was Seahawks colors though, like dark blue and like the lime green on <gasps> NHL hockey jerseys. That's Oof. like that's like uh, that's vintage like... Columbus Blue Jackets. Do you remember those that fucking that logo? Do you remember oh, that logo? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh. It's like a freaking insect. I was like, yeah, it's a blue jacket. Yeah, but like, it's like, what the hell is this team? It looks like a damn cartoon team. I like, just, I feel like Seahawks jerseys would look very much like your shit. Like, you know, when you're being an idiot on on Shell yeah. and making like custom jersey shit. Custom jerseys. Yeah. That's what the, I feel like they would look like with lime green on them. Yeah, yeah, mm. that'd be interesting. So yeah, uh, they still haven't unveiled logo name uh jersey anything like that so uh, i'm trying to think though because how long did it take vegas? vegas it took them quite a while i don't think they had it until maybe a year it might have even been less than a year until the expansion draft i feel like Let's it wasn't it can... wasn't like a long time that we knew their name because I remember we would just make fun of be like, what are they going to be like, the Vegas slot machines or something? <laughs> the Vegas gamblers? November 22nd, 2018? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. They were just Vegas no-names for a while. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That makes sense. November 16th, 2016. That's oh, really? So... It was in November of 2016. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's it, what? A year and a half. And the expansion draft was in. 18, right? Or 17, right? 17. Yeah. Oh, so. So, yeah, six yeah. months, roughly. Yeah. So less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess they got time, but I'm impatient. So let's get on it. Well, it's just because it just happened, too, right? So I'm like, I'm so stoked for, like, not really for, like, my teams wise, but, like, I'm stoked for that expansion draft again because that was fun. Like, that was just cool to see. Because, like, in our lifetime, like, we really haven't seen that. 
and that was this like a way different one, for sure you'd think i would think 32 is probably a good place to stop I can't imagine. yeah we don't need like 40 teams 32 <laughs> is a good number I think keep so. it there eight 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 boom done nfl loves it we should be yeah. fine with that too like Especially when you have number. tire fires like Arizona and Ottawa. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's everything substantial that really happened that's of note. Yeah. There are some other American teams that are poised to have a pretty good season, but... If you're paying attention, you know some of the stuff that's going on anyway, yeah. and it there's nothing else. I don't think that's crazy that we missed. I'm not analyzing it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking for a while now. Yep. Okay. I was fucking up other words already. For those that <laughs> stuck around and uh, checked us out tonight, thanks for watching. We will be back on the 13th of September, I believe. Yeah, I get some preseason shit. Preseason bench boys action. About a month away. Damn, we're getting kind of close now. It's crazy. Ooh. There's so Summer's much going hockey. by quick. Every summer goes by quicker and quicker. I don't like it. We're getting old, buddy. Shit. <laughs> anyway, thanks for checking us out, and we will see you next month. Yeah. Adios. Uh, adios.